0: Central America is full of beautiful beaches, fun activities, and delicious food and drinks. For some, exploring these countries alone can be intimidating, but cruising to stops offers a taste of what each port has to offer with the protection of the cruise excursions. Join me as I adventure in New Mexico, Belize, and Honduras via cruise excursions and with one adventure gone rogue.
1: So a popular way to do some international traveling is by cruise ship, and it's a method of travel that certainly has its advantages and disadvantages. And so on this episode of The Marbles and Mishaps of Travel, we're going to hear all about Jessica's trip to, by cruise, to Central America.
0: Thanks, Monica. So you're probably wondering why the cruise. And to be honest, I had never done a cruise before, so it was high on my bucket list. I also wanted to see as many places as I could because it was 2016 and I was fairly new to traveling. And my friend Rachel, who was going along with me, um, she was my fitness pal. So we wanted to find a cruise that involved fitness uh, while we were on it. So the first thing we actually looked at was a Zumba cruise and the Zumba cruise went to Jamaica and Haiti. We found that it was a little bit out of our price range, uh, and I had already been to Haiti, so it seemed like maybe not the best option for us. So we did some more searching, and I found a cruise on Groupon. Huh. Yeah, so the price on Groupon was pretty amazing. It was about $600 each for a seven-day cruise, and we shared a room. The cruise involved three stops, one in each of the three countries, Mexico, Belize, and Honduras. So we... We're gonna cruise down Central America, and I realized that I would probably be pretty nervous to explore these places on my own. So cruising to them Mm. seemed like a good idea. Safer option, yeah. That's a good like
1: bang for your buck. I mean, yeah, is the way to go sometimes. Yeah, that's amazing. Did the cruise include like food and drinks and things like that?
0: Yeah, so everything was included except for the excursions you did on land. So those we paid a little extra for to make it more fun. So the cruise line that we went on was Norwegian, and the ship was the Norwegian Jade. We departed from Houston in March of 2016, and we chose Houston over Fort Lauderdale because I had never been to Texas. So I figured, what a good way to add another state to my scratch-off map. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Checking all the boxes. Checking all the boxes.
0: So it was March, and I was incredibly smug to leave work in the cold of March to go somewhere tropical. See you later, sucker! <laughs> yeah, and I, I made sure to tell everyone in the office that day that I was leaving in the afternoon to go on a cruise. I I'm sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I never not killed. sorry. I mean, like, you know, they were cheering me on, to be honest. They were good sports yeah. about it. They were like, I want to hear all about it. So, yeah,
1: no, I get a lot of positivity when I'm off to trips as well. And people are like, I'll just live vicariously through you. And I'm thinking, you don't have to live vicariously. You can go live too. But,
0: you know, to each their
1: own. Anyhow.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So. Rachel met me in Houston, and of course, she got there early, so she did a bar class to go along with our fitness kick together. Over oh, <laughs> Overachieved. Oh, <Richie. Hi>, <laughs> I don't know. You, but I just I <laughs> um, and when I got there that night, we we were exuberant to see each other. She had actually already moved to Indianapolis at that point. Um, and so we had a celebratory shot together, and we were so concerned about the cost of alcohol on board that I actually went and got the refillable cosmetic bottles from CVS and I filled them with liquor and labeled them as shampoo and conditioner because okay. you weren't supposed to bring alcohol on board. <laughs>
1: okay, just to be clear for our listeners, we do
0: not condone this. We have
1: since realized that this is not an acceptable behavior. And, you know, be beware that, you know, if you do this, just got lucky and didn't get caught, but... If you do, you might not get to have your cruise and they're probably not going to refund you, you. Yeah, so, yes. we'll I <laughs> so I got a- away with it. I got away
0: with uh, it. Don't recommend, but it's a fun idea. <laughs> <laughs> so on the first day on the cruise, uh, we of course had to travel and the we actually booked the full spa package because it was kind of an exclusive thing where only a certain number of people could go and they had heated lounge chairs, they had the jacuzzi and the pool and the ice bath. So you definitely wanted to get this package. I think it was only an extra like 200 bucks or something super cheap for and the whole
1: week. Considering like what you would pay here on the st- in the States, like for uh, several hours in a spot, like 200 Yeah.
0: Deal. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it was that low. It may have been 300. I don't remember, but even so like totally worth it. Cause the regular pool area on the cruise Everybody's there. It's full of kids. It's like, it's kind of annoying. So if you can do the spa package, it's usually first come, first serve. We booked it right away. And so we got to sit on these heated lounge chairs, looking over the beautiful water, reading our books. I had a, a Zen Buddhist book that I was reading. So I was in the zone. Uh, the dining halls, whenever we went to the dining halls, somebody sprayed your hands and said, washi washi. <laughs> and this was their means of germ control because cruise ships are notorious for spreading germs mm-hmm. and people getting sick. it was It's a Spoon- COVID nightmare. Yeah. yeah <laughs> of course, of that came space. later, but Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then at the buffet, we still kind of tried to stick with our fitness thing. Cause we had heard that people always gain weight on cruise ships. So we were like, oh man, we got to stay fit. So we tried to have salmon and eggs for breakfast, salads for other meals. Occasionally we'd indulge in a dessert and a specialty coffee. I'm pretty sure we probably both still gained a little bit of weight, but you know what? We had a good time. Maybe probably less than what you made. Maybe you would have otherwise. Definitely. Yeah. All right, so our first stop was in Cozumel, Mexico, and for those of you who don't know, this is an island off of the Yucatan Peninsula. When we first docked, we immediately noticed the crystal blue water and just felt happy. Yeah, it's supposed to be one of the most
1: amazing, like,
0: waters in the world. Beautiful. Uh, We were also confused when we docked uh, as far as, like, where to go because... There weren't really people holding up signs right away, so we were just sitting around for a while, and then finally somebody who was supposed to take us on our excursion held up a sign, and we went to a shuttle bus with them.
1: Okay, so this was like a um, cruise-sponsored excursion. Exactly.
0: Gotcha. So, so the cruise. I actually recommend cruise-sponsored excursions, and you'll find out later um, why that is. <laughs> dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So they brought us to a ranch, and we sat around under the shade of a tree at a ranch while this guy explained to us how to ride these very well-trained horses. So he explained that with the harness, if you pulled, to the, pulled the rein on the left side, the horse would start to go left. If you did it on the right, it'd start to go right. Mm-hmm. If you pulled back, the horse would stop, and if you wanted them to go forward, you squeeze with your legs. It seemed very straightforward except that there was this group of what I'm assuming were college students kind of getting up intermittently and interrupting him and going to the bathroom and doing all this stuff that was just kind of disruptive. And you could tell that he was starting to get irritated and that we were starting to get irritated by them because when we rode the horses, they actually kept having the horses bump into each other. And like when we rode them, when Rachel and I were riding them, like it was easy to control them. So he had told us not to do that. And these, these kids like were purposely. Yeah. That. They just and like never listened to the
1: guide and the other tourists, but also to the animals. Like, right. You know, yeah, yeah. It was
0: just very absent-minded and frustrating. Yeah. So uh, the horseback riding, we also went through what we were told were Mayan ruins, but they were actually replicas. So it felt a little bit scammy, but we did see some like iguanas and, um, you know, the ruins looked interesting, I suppose. So it was a fun experience anyway. And then after the horseback riding, the shuttle Uh, brought us to actually I think it was a, a bus this time I think originally it was a shuttle and then they changed to a bus but they started to bring us to a beach and a branch broke the window and these same kids these same we'll call them college kids freaked out because the window <laughs> broke.
1: You <know>, karma is <laughs> <won't> be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be See? annoying and entitled and disruptive. And then, good, you should be scared yeah. about the
0: coming in. So they were just told <laughs> to move to a different seat, simple enough. Um, and we got to the beach and it was like beautiful blue water, white sand, pretty rocks that just had this like aesthetic against the water and the yeah. sand that just like enhanced it. And then there was uh, an area that was shaded with these pretty, like, colorful hammocks Mm. and lounge chairs that we could sit in. And there was a bar where we got pina coladas out of coconuts and had, like, nachos and burritos. And it was just so perfect. Uh, We didn't actually go swimming. For some reason, we just weren't in the mood. I think we were hungry, hungrier Mm. than we wanted to swim. Sometimes, like, it's okay to just, like, sit and soak it in, right? Right.
1: You know, and... I, yeah. I mean, swimming comes with its own challenges, right? And you're wet or sandy or, right. you know, you got so, like, okay to get changed again. Maybe just did, like yeah. choose your experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if maybe we didn't bring a change of clothes for that mm. either. So that was probably part of the problem that, or not. I shouldn't call it a problem. Part of the decision making. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next day we went to Belize. That was our next stop. And we stopped at Belize city. Once again, we were stuck kind of waiting for our excursion. So we decided to use that time to take a photo in front of a giant sign that said Belize. So it was like enlarged letters, I Belize. I yeah. Yeah. And we drove through town and into the rainforest once they finally picked us up. And as we were driving through town, I noticed in the the cemeteries that they had these like giant above ground tombs kind of similar to the ones you see in new or in new orleans and louisiana Mm. so i thought that was really interesting as well Mm. um i did feel nauseous during the drive probably because they told us the entire experience would be unbelievable
1: (laughs) so it wasn't the windy roads it was the nauseating (laughs) wordplay it was
0: probably the windy roads but we're gonna blame it on the wordplay uh so we did walk through the rainforest i was pleasantly surprised that there were no mosquitoes not just because mosquitoes are annoying and i'm allergic but also because this was the beginning of zika virus like Mm. this time period and we were really nervous about that so we were like in long sleeve shirts and pants like even though it was really hot we sprayed them down with permethrin uh which you can't really get on your skin you have to like spray your clothing and i still do that sometimes when i go to like latin american Mm -hmm. countries all right so the tour that we were supposed to be doing and that we did do was cave tubing and this involved a train of tubes all connected via rope and at the front was our tour guide and he had to paddle so that everybody could get pulled through this like stream going into a cave Mm. I noticed it was a lot of work for the guy, and he had to paddle with his hands and pull along 10 people. I decided to help because it was the nice thing to do, but also because I was very aware that, you know, he was somebody coming from an underprivileged country trying to make money, and he was paddling this train of very privileged tourists on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just Mostly not aware. comfortable. Your awareness
1: kicked in. But also... Was he hot?
0: He was hot. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just a perk. I would have
1: done it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I think the hotness would have been enough for
0: me. <laughs> um. All right. So in the caves, we saw waterfalls, stalactites, stalagmites, and bats. Like the bats almost freaked me out, but I just kind of. I, I probably like dissociated and just <laughs> <laughs> It was fine, fine. So, yeah. I'm definitely not going to get Sporned okay. by bats right now Yeah <laughs> I'm not going to get bitten uh, and, like,
1: Sometimes you do these things and you're like You don't know that's coming but you, you have no choice But to just endure it so it's even Like to be like Here I am. went through the, the This cases. is how I die <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't Yeah and I, didn't, I didn't die
0: I didn't die uh, Clearly Okay. <laughs> so no no rabies <laughs> shots for me. We're good. Um, all right. So we got out of the cave and dried off, and then they had a lunch for us in an outdoor spot right next to this building. The lunch entailed chicken, rice, beans, and plantains, which seems to be pretty popular in most yeah. of Central America, I'd yeah, say. Typical local cuisine for sure. Definitely the building right next to where we had lunch had these clay walls with depictions of Mayan warriors. Uh, and I have to say that when you go on a cruise and you stop for the day and do an activity, you don't really have a lot of time to enjoy the culture to like yeah, really explore into it. The
1: history and get all that. So that was the one yeah. taste of it that we got. <laughs> but on the flip side, you got to do like a really cool fun activity. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time. There is, there is that give and take, right? You packed what? three, de- three countries into, a week into three days. Of years, yeah. But then it's like, you just get a small sample of each. So that's, you know, pros and cons when we talk in the beginning about cruises for sure.
0: Definitely. All right. So the last stop on the cruise other than just going home was Roatan Honduras. So Roatan is considered a very dangerous cruise port, but I actually didn't feel threatened or worried while I was there at all. The first excursion of the day was boss scooters and snorkeling over a coral reef. We did have a second excursion that day, but I'll get into it later. The boss scooters are underwater scooters. They're devices with propellers where you first push your head up into a giant bubble that retains an air bubble for you to breathe in. And then there is a place above the propeller for you to sit. This blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's So weird.
1: I mean, you're describing it and like I've honestly in all the countries I've been to, I've never seen this. And like I think like we've seen pictures now, we'll have to find it and put put it on the Instagram page, but like it's not quite scuba diving, but
0: it's not quite snorkeling, yeah. and you're just well, like
1: in like a little like fishbowl.
0: Yeah, it's really it's bizarre. And um, you know, we it was cool to see coral reef we saw interesting fish there was actually like a little sea turtle that went by so it was Was a really cool experience on
1: like the ocean floor like is the scooter yeah we were
0: 30 feet down and it was right above the coral reef so they they positioned us pretty much perfectly for that i see, but obviously not on the coral reef no no we didn't damage it yeah so we were 30 feet underwater for about 10 minutes and it was actually a lot of pressure on our stomachs. So, and like the other 20 minutes, we got to do like the snorkeling, and that was mm-hmm. a lot easier. But Rachel and I, I think, both had to lie down after the boss scooter because mm-hmm. it was just like too much pressure. Yeah, especially if you're not
1: used to something like that. Like, you know, figure scuba divers train for this sort
0: of thing. But if you're not, yeah, you're you know, not, trained. You're not acclimated. That, right. Your body was yeah. like, what's happening? But I didn't, it looked like the other people who did it. We're not having a problem with it like we were, so it, we could have just been the outliers. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so the second excursion was something we pre planned, but it was outside of what the tour, what the cruise offered. So there was no coordination between this tour and the cruise line. So we found it online. It was $50 to do a zip line, and it was called Pirates of the Caribbean Zip Line. Rachel and I told the guy at the booth when we finally found the Pirates of the Caribbean zipline booth um, that we had three hours until our ship left. And he told us that it would be 30 minutes each way to get the get to the zipline and back and between an hour and 90 minutes to actually do the zipline. So basically, we had to go immediately just to make sure we had some buffer time. And not a lot of wiggle room there. Yeah, really not like, a lot nothing of Nothing could go room. wrong, otherwise you were going to miss the ship coming back. Exactly, exactly. So the guy at the booth spoke to someone in Spanish and said to go with him, who spoke to another guy in Spanish who said to go with him, who talked to a driver and we hopped in a van with a couple who was viewing some of the (laughs) islands. So that was how much we were just trusting strangers. Hmm. The driver took us through town and for the first 20 minutes, we noticed it was very touristy. And after 30 minutes, it really didn't look like we were getting close to anywhere that might have a zip line. And so we asked the driver if we were close, and he, in broken English, said, zip line, yes, close. And then I started to become very aware that our pass- passports were back on the cruise ship and not with us, and that we didn't have a Xerox copy of them either. Yeah. So, I,
1: I mean,. And if you listen to like season one of the podcast, everybody, you'll hear us like as we talk about planning and packing and things like this, it's important to it is important to keep your passport in a safe, like your passport should remain in your hotel room, not on your person when you're traveling, you know, uh, in the in the safe in your room, but you should also have with you a Xerox copy of it. And this is just in case, you know, you do end up in a situation that you need to have some identification, but at the same time, you want to make sure that your actual documents are you know, God forbid you got mugged or something, right? If your passport gets taken, you're really
0: stuck. So the real document,
1: locked in the safe, Xerox copy with you at all times.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that became a a quick regret when I realized we were cutting it close. And another five to ten minutes passed, and I asked the driver, how many minutes until we get there? And he said, no mucho inglés," meaning not much English. Uh, at which point I lied to Rachel and said that I spoke Spanish. I only speak English and some French. And I tried to come up with a French Spanish sounding phrase only for us to arrive just on time. So I didn't have to use my butchered oh, phrase. No. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: like
0: sweating. Listening to this. <laughs> I'm uh, all right. So we're at the zip line hub and the, the driver says to be one hour. So I'm like, okay, he's, he's got the information he needs to come back to us. There is nothing piratey about this zipline. It's in the woods. There's no ship. There's no sails. There's no pirate (laughs) booty. There is just a cutout of a pirate. You could put your head in for a picture. (laughs) (laughs) But they got you to sign up. So the power of their marketing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So we told the zipline workers we had to be done in an hour. And they still took quite a while to get everybody ready and come out to the truck that was going to take us to the beginning of the zip line. So Rachel and I sat in the truck bed and uh, they finally came out after some shouting back and forth. We went down the road. uh, They stopped to give somebody some money. I couldn't really tell why, but it seemed like maybe some kind of toll. And it seemed like perhaps the worst possible timing to have to stop. Mm. So we finally got to a point where we drove up a hill to get to the start of the zip line. And I noticed we were sitting in the back of the truck. It didn't really feel super secure because we were at this tilt. Kind of felt like I might fall out if it weren't for the rack above my head to hold on to. <laughs> so it just, it just keeps going. All right. So we get to the top of the zip line and Rachel asks if anybody anybody has ever fallen off of it. You should not ask a question unless you
1: are ready for the answer. <laughs> and
0: they, well, funny enough, they didn't even answer her the first time. She waited till more people came, and then she asked again. And he goes, No. But if you want, you can go tandem, so that if one of you falls, you both fall. And to me, I'm like, okay, he's pulling our leg. And I was like, going tandem, you're more likely to fall, right? Because it's like more weight. Wait, right. Rachel still wants to go tandem. And I'm like, why do you yeah. want to go tandem? <laughs> No. <laughs> like I guess she just feels more secure with it. So I go tandem with her, the first two lines, and then she gets more comfortable. Um okay. and then we go start going solo. But there's nine lines in the whole thing. And as we uh as we go to the third line, well basically the setup of this is that one worker goes at the front, he kind of slows down the people behind him, and then there's a worker behind us who slows down the people behind him. So once we get to the third line, we start going solo, and we look down, and we realize that we are ziplining over a field of bulls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't die on impact, you'll
0: get impaled by the bulls. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So of course, I'm going over them, and I'm like, I don't know what to do now. I'm like, moo. (laughs) Because that's what you do anytime you see
1: bullpen, yeah. You yeah, you just them.
0: move with them. <laughs> Why not? It just seems like the thing to do. All right, so we finally get to the ninth zip line And one of the workers, I think he's just, like, showing off or something. He decides to run and jump to clip himself rather than to, like, properly clip his carabiner onto the roller. And he doesn't because he ran and, ju- and jumped he didn't do it right like it's it's not on properly so he's just kind of like jaggedly going down the rope and he realizes his mistake about halfway down and he grabs the line and shimmies himself all the way back up which actually is pretty impressive
1: <laughs> 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 he was also hot <laughs>
0: But I was still like this is unnecessary. Uh all right. So fortunately the driver was waiting for us and we were relieved and happy to see the driver because we were like okay this means we're going home and <laughs> not stuck in road <laughs> and Honduras. So we did get back to the port area in time to eat something before boarding. But then the restaurant also started to take too long. So we had to, like, rush the waiter so that we could get on board in time. And it was just, like, the theme. I'm sure that, like, the the folks there are, like,
1: used to the tourists. Like, if there's a popular cruise
0: port, then, like, people, I'm sure, always have to go. They must know. Yeah, Yeah, they Um, must know people have to go. But anyway, they were – receptive to us rushing them and they brought out our food very quickly at that point and they were like okay you should be able to eat and pay in time and we did so that was good thank goodness all right so our remaining days at sea we did workouts we went to the spa we did some of the activities on board i'm just gonna list some of these off we got massages We went to an acrobat show. It was a a couple doing moves together in in sync. I thought that was really cool. We went to a family-friendly comedy show. I was not super impressed, probably because it was catered to people with children. Mm. Uh, Rachel went to a towel folding class, which I thought was cool because the people who made our beds for us every day would fold our towels like animals. And so she actually learned how to do some of that. I wonder if she's ever used that skill since the cruise. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> once or twice and then forgot about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask her next cool time. Like yeah. That would be kind of eccentric. <laughs> uh, we also did a spinning class, a yoga class, a salsa class. And the last night there, there was a dance party for people our age. The following Saturday, we arrived in Houston, and we had some time to kill, so we went to an art museum that had all these depictions of Mars and other techie equipment, uh, so that was kind of interesting, and then I took the super, the super shuttle to the airport and flew home. Well, except for the um the part where you
1: might have been impaled by a bull after falling off a zip line, it <laughs> sounded
0: like an amazing trip, It was, really was fun. it? Believable. Well, it was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> <Cornelius>
0: <laughs> to the maximum.
1: <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All right, everybody. We'll join us next time on the marvels and mishaps of travel.